Ever wonder about questions that don't seem to have solid answers? Like if God is so good, then why is there so much suffering in the world? Or why should we trust the Bible and who wrote it anyway? Maybe you found the answers, but they didn't fully satisfy you. Well, welcome to Straight from the Bible, where you can find real answers from God's Word. Give us a call if something's on your heart. You can call us right now at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can also text or WhatsApp your questions to 671-686-9999. And now, straight from the Bible with Pastor Masih Ideon. Hafadeen, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Straight from the Bible with Pastor Masih and Pastor Ryland. Thank you for coming on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scotty. Great to have you. I'm here today with Pastor Ryland and Scotty. And as it is uh, always our tradition, let's go ahead and bow our heads for a word of prayer together before Amen. we study God's Word. Amen. Let's pray together. Dear loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your holy, wonderful Word, O Lord, that gives us hope, inspiration, courage, forgiveness, and mercy. And Lord, today as we study it once more, as questions will be coming in and have come in, we pray, Father, for your Spirit to be our teacher, and we pray, Lord, that the Spirit that inspired it also inspire us today, and may uh, it draw our hearts closer to you this afternoon. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good afternoon, everybody. A good evening. A good, good, good early evening, I mean. I'm here with Pastor Ryland. Hello, Pastor Ryland. Hey, half a day in uh, Guam. Definitely all who are tuning in. Uh, I, let me just say one thing is, I think it's Jesus Maasi. That's yes, one of indeed. the words I, I definitely have learned. So Amen. one step closer to uh, learning the language. There you go. And it's a beautiful <laughs> language indeed. It's Jesus Maasi indeed. And you know, in fact, that I believe that means um, you know God is merciful. That's a great mm. way to say thank you. Mm. And that's praising God. Okay. So we do have some more questions that have come in that we're going to be answering today. But if you'd like to give us a call, please go ahead and call us uh, at, our, at our station or go to our Facebook page. And our Joy from Facebook page live, and leave us a comment, leave us a question in the comment section, mm-hmm. or send us a text on WhatsApp. Uh, whether you're in Guam or the CNMI uh, or wherever you may be, uh, please go ahead and give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, yeah. so we do have some questions that did come in by email, and so we'll have Pastor Ryland sure. uh, read read a few of them. So this question comes in Pastor Msik, and it says, uh, "The old times, the desert had clouds, and they don't." Jesus, in our time, we don't have clouds, uh, but we have Jesus. They don't have the Bible, but we have the Bible. What does the, that mean? Okay, great. Uh, okay, the, the question is, the person for the, the questioner is referring to, uh, I guess, the Old Testament and uh, the clouds, uh, the cloud, rather, that, of course, mm-hmm. uh, gave the Israelites shade by day, and it was mm-hmm. a pillar of fire by night, right. God gave them a pillar of fire. Right. And um, I, I think... Uh, people think that there's a distinction between the Old and the New Testament, mm. uh, between um, rather with who Jesus is. Right. Uh, but, you know, really, whether, I'll say it like this, we are all saved by the cross. Mm-hmm. Whether you're uh, the Israelites are wandering through mm-hmm. uh, the wilderness or whether we are right where we are today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think of John five thirty nine, where Jesus says, uh, search ye the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, right. and they are they which testify of me. When Jesus himself said that, there was no New Testament written uh, that we would call the scriptures today. However, 
he was referring the the only scriptures that was available then mm-hmm. was of course the Old Testament, and so of course the Old Testament itself also testifies of Christ. In many places in the Old Testament, you'll actually yeah. see that. I mean, just to kind of add to that, I mean, when you think about it, right? The old the Bible at that time they didn't have the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's why right. Jesus so many times was referring to. You know, search the scriptures, and he always quoted things from the Old Testament, right? Exactly. And uh, just I, I, I kind of, as you're, you're explaining, I know also the the point where it says about you know, um, we have Jesus. They didn't have the Bible, but we have the Bible. Well, I mean, when you even go back to John one, mm-hmm. right, uh, where it, the Word, yep, mm-hmm. in in uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, and then later on it talks about how that Jesus was the Word exactly. in the flesh, right? And so it is where. Like, yes, we have Jesus and everything, but they, many times in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, you could see Jesus. Absolutely. Right? Uh, for them, it was their future, like the sanctuary, right? Yep. Like, uh, right. like the sacrificing of the, the lambs. And, you know, it, it pointed it to pointed the cross. To him. Exactly. For us, it's it's our past where we look, but it, it's an ongoing, exactly. you know, and so. Absolutely. Definitely, even though we don't have that pillar of fire or, or you know, the, or the cloud yeah. that we see now, Jesus is very much present then. He's still very prim- Very much present, present now. now. And yeah. That's exactly it. And, and so that's what with the, with the, you know, with the, with the caller or the questioner, um, we're all saved the exact same way. Right, right. The cross really saves us. Whether you're an Israelite of old or you're a new Israelite today, right, right. a spiritual Israelite, uh, we are still saved by right. Christ. Amen. 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 So uh, another question that comes in is, uh, those who worship on Sunday, is Jesus worshiping with him or her or with them? That's the kind of question. Oh, great question. Those who worship on Sunday, mm-hmm. is Jesus uh, worshiping? Is Jesus, are they worshiping Jesus? Are they worshiping with him? Or are they worshiping him? Is Jesus worshiping with him? That's the the question that came up. Great. Thank you. When you go to the Bible in the book of John chapter 10, and Pastor Rowley, maybe you can read this sure. in John chapter 10. So let me also... Man, you would think that you would bring your Bible, and so I'm, I'm thankful I have electronically the Bible oh, on yeah, my the phone. Bible so I can, app. You know, <laughs> but... Uh, John chapter 10, John uh, chapter you read 10? verse uh, 16, please? 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is from the NRSV version. And so John 10 verse 16 says, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will, they, there will be one flock, one shepherd. Absolutely. You know, we think we, we see Jesus here in John chapter 10 as the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And he says himself that uh, he has sheep that are not of this fold mm-hmm. and those you know I must bring mm-hmm. that they may come and be one fold right and so God has believers his sincere believers in yes. in all faiths and yes. all denominations uh, in all places in all countries in fact you know when you look at read the book of Romans uh, we also see that there are people who have never even uh, heard of the name of Christ right. or even heard of his name and yet God spoke to them right. or speaks to them and spoke to them uh, through the Holy Spirit Amen. and that's why the Bible says uh, God writes his laws in their right. heart. And you kind of see traces of this no matter where you go in the world. This right. is why no matter where you go, there's still elements of the law there, such as mm-hmm. you know stealing is wrong, mm-hmm. killing is wrong, right. taking somebody else's spouse is wrong. All of these things are, it's almost like they're an instinct, mm. but uh, it's not. It's really the Holy Spirit speaking to the heart. Right. 
where there was a lack of uh, of a missionary or a Bible or things right. like that. Uh, one other verse I want to point out is also in Revelation where it talks mm-hmm. about come out of e Babylon, you know, exactly. my people. So I mean, if you notice that that's where that that warning that message, hey, my people come out of exactly. that. And and so it's exactly what you said. There are God fearing, genuine, God loving Christians in every in, place. In every place. Exactly. And and so you know. It, we have we serve a merciful God, a loving Savior that truly, and and that's what's so amazing is like how He can be so personal yet He's the God of everything, you Absolutely. know. <laughs> and so it is true, like He is calling. But now that's where, of course, that deeper study should come in, where yeah. people say, "Hey, you know, if I was to worship on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday mm-hmm. or Thursday or Friday or Saturday, like what is the what does the Bible say? You know, exactly. got to bring it back to hey, uh, we should be." Uh, we should obey God rather, rather than, than man, man exactly. right? And so it is where I'm hoping people would not just be following things just because they've done it all their lives. It's like, yeah. oh, we've done it since because my mom did it, my dad Absolutely. did it, you know, but generally finding out, okay, hey, when should we worship? When is, exactly. is there a day that we should, you know, so going back into that that whole dialogue and, uh, you know, for you and I, we, we had our personal struggle. Mm-hmm. We, we, I mean, we've known each other for Years, I mean, pretty years, much, you yeah. know, <laughs> so, a long, long time. So it, we had to our own questioning. We also came through like, why do people worship on this day? Why do people worship on this day? But going back to that same question, yeah, there again, there is truly genuine Christians in every place. And again, it's where if you love Jesus, you'll follow Him, right? You you, mm-hmm. you won't be content with just the way everything has been done just because of the sake of it. But exactly. you want to know, oh, if Jesus followed this, I want to follow it too. You know, if he did this, hey, I'm going to follow him. Exactly. So. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Acts, you know, the Bible says God winks at our ignorance. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's able to wink at that. And he's able to overlook the things that, that we don't know. Right. We don't understand. And then that's the wonderful thing. You know, the Bible really teaches that people are not lost uh, because of what they didn't know. Right. People are lost because of what they knew to be right, right. and didn't follow. So, uh, That's right. you know, that text in, in John gives me a lot of hope, uh, no matter, really, even no matter what day we worship right. on. Right. Uh, but because Christ himself says, you know, that, and like you said in Revelation, uh, these are his people. Right. And uh, it says there again, um, these are his sheep. Right, exactly. And so, um, yes, I'm glad that God... God is able to to reach the heart no matter Amen. where we are Amen. and lead us to where He is. I mean, and that just continues that that whole point of how merciful He is. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, uh, come on, let's be real. We've seen how we were like before, oh, yeah. and, and really like, oh man, Lord, how could you like forgive us for yes. what we've done? And I mean, if He could, Paul says, you know, I am the chief of all sinners. But at yeah. times, I, it's like Paul, I feel like I'm the chief of all sinners. Exactly. You know, but God is so merciful, and and and. Every, and Truly, he does love each and every one of us. And Amen. if we seek him, we will find him. You know? Absolutely. And so, Amen. Thank you. Uh, Great question. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. Uh, another question that comes in is, what if Eve never ate the apple? And if Eve never ate the apple, then Noah never would have built the ark. If Noah never built the ark, then God wouldn't have never fled the earth. And if God never fled the earth, Jesus would have never died. So does that mean we could have been in heaven right now with Jesus right this second? <laughs> I love this question. I believe that, yeah, this this is a beautiful question. Uh, the, the first part of the question is, you know, first of all, we don't know whether it was an apple. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, the, the Bible just calls it a fruit. A fruit. Uh, tradition, people say it's an apple, an Adam's apple or <laughs> apple <laughs> right. tree. But, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because the answer would be, uh, the answer would be yes. If there was no sin, or rather, if Eve, if Adam and Eve had never eaten the fruit, never partook mm-hmm. of it, 
we never would have gone down the route right. of having a flood, of having sin in this world. Right. And really, Christ never would have had to come and die on the cross right. uh, in order that we may be saved from right. our sins. And so we would likely be living here in, still living here on earth, right. actually. The earth never would have had to be uh, kind of quarantined from the rest right. of, of the universe. We would have lived on forever and ever here in this right. uh, beautiful place. And um, you're exactly right. And all of these things that have happened mm -hmm. because of sin, they wouldn't have had to happen it, if sin had not been there. It's that domino effect or that yes. butterfly effect, some have said. And, and yeah. you know, But it is true. Like, I mean, a lot of what's taking place now is a result from the cause of sin. Exactly. Right? But even going back even before that, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, obviously sin had been introduced in heaven we read about that yeah, you know there exactly. was war in heaven and mm -hmm. and the dragon was cast out right so so we know that there was an origin of it and so and and this is a question i've even thought about way back yeah. before i was like you know man that, does that mean that we if we humans did not if our great 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 how many great 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 great, great grandmother grandfather did not eat or partake like you know did jesus have, i've because i've thought of that question yeah, too exactly. you know and it's amazing how even the bible says that jesus came down he was lower than angels mm -hmm. you know and made lower like made lower than angels mm -hmm. like left truly all of the glory of heaven just because he loved us so much that he came and died on the cross for us right like again it comes back to he came to the cross to die because he cared about each and every one of yeah. us so much you know and it, it i guess because uh, adam and eve they thought like you know hey god gave the promise in the mm -hmm. beginning right in, in in genesis 3 uh the promise of you're you will, uh, he will strike your uh, exactly the head 15, of Genesis uh, yeah. 15. And, and so of course I'm, I could only imagine Adam and Eve where they're waiting for that child. Oh, is this is this the savior? The Messiah, it, yeah, yeah, and and but it it had to play its part where all the way until it came to that time at the cross, right? Exactly. Where when obviously when you look at Daniel two, for instance, Amen. and Ryland just finishing up uh, his thoughts on the last question that came in, right? And the question was uh, the whole aspect on if if uh, Eve didn't. Oh yes, eat off the apple, and so so no one didn't have to build the exactly. ark. Exactly, that's yeah. a great question. And so that sounds like a, an an Amani question. <laughs> so Amani, you know, usually sends in questions like that. So it is. Yes, yes. Oh, wonderful. Thank mm -hmm. you, Amani. We love your questions. Please yeah. keep them coming. Definitely, it's where again that that whole notion of you know we would be in heaven right now if if we had not taken. But amazing how God literally left all of the glory of heaven just to come down. Absolutely. Thinking of each and every single one of us and dying and saying, hey, I love you so much. I'm going to take that punishment that you deserve Amen. on me. You know, and so so just wanted to kind of bring back that to, yeah. as the focus before Absolutely. going to the next one. And, and I'm glad you asked it because it really is a truth and it really emphasizes how um, either way Jesus was prepared for it. Right. So if we were going to be, if we, if we were going to fall into sin, he had everything ready. The plan right. of salvation was ready That's to right. go into effect should Adam and Eve fall. Right. And uh, we know that when they did, uh, the plan went into effect. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad that uh, that plan went into effect. And that's why we're able to finally uh, look forward to a hope, bright, hope, bright hope and a great future Amen. Amen. where we can live forever with God once Amen. more. Now, we actually just had... Oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, listeners, I'm so sorry that if, if you know, you hear that, that when, when Pastor Masik and I, we start kind of getting uh, a little bit like, you know, when you're passionate about something, you start yeah. kind of excited. You're like... Duh, 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 duh. So <laughs> I apologize to our listeners if, if you're listening. You're like, man, this guys, slow down. No, <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Go ahead, Pastor Masik. You were saying... Yeah, I think we just got a question that came in. Uh, this is uh, from WhatsApp. It says... 
Uh, the question is, studying the book of Daniel, why did Nebuchadnezzar change Daniel's name to Belteshazzar? Belteshazzar. Mm. Okay, great question. Good question. There are two main reasons that uh, that that are kind of, there are two main reasons why they changed the name of Daniel and his friends, of course, to mm-hmm. Babylonian names. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the reason, of course, is uh, it was kind of a slow uh, brainwashing. Yes. It was slow yeah, brainwashing right. of of people to kind of assimilate them into Babylonian society, that's right. Babylonian religion, and to be faithful to to Babylon rather than their uh, their, their original country, original right. faith. So it was kind of a slow, slow uh, assimilation uh, from their faith into the Babylonian faith. That's right. And the second reason is uh, it was just really mainly for uh, convenience because it was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, I uh, know Daniel, mm-hmm. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, these are foreign names. Mm. And I'm sure for Babylonians to say foreign names, as we do today, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little bit of a difficulty. Right. So to make it easier, they would just went ahead and pick names right. uh, that were their local of their local tongue, right. so it would be easier for them. Also, back then, names really had a meaning mm-hmm. to it. I mean, just like, um, you know, when we, we, even the Hebrew names, a lot of it had to do with going back to, exactly. you know, when, especially like El, like that was like God, God, you know. And so you had it where so many of these names reflected either going to God or uh, again. And then, so like what you said, just yeah. that, that change of identity of wanting to assimilate them into the new culture. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, it's like for us as Palauans, right? You know, it, it's where obviously like for me, because I have a Palau name, like if, if I had a Marshallese name, you know, and I can say that because my yeah. wife is Marshallese, so I'm going to uh, use her as a, but, you know, like, for instance, if it was Marshallese, I would identify myself as Marshallese, yeah, because, you know. Exactly. And, uh, so just like, for instance, my daughters, they have, uh, I think it's uh, Nayoko. She has, the youngest one has both a Marshallese and a Palauan, yeah. you know, so she can identify as both Palauan yeah. and Marshallese. And exactly. So, so definitely it goes back to that whole, they were trying to just get them to forget. The mindset, yeah, yes. change the mindset. Yes. Exactly. And then it was very, it was very subtle and very simple. And uh, even though they changed his name, they, they couldn't change his mind and change right. his heart. Amen. So that's the wonderful thing. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that question. Please keep them coming. Okay. Uh, another one is: Is it a sin to participate in funeral mass ceremony in a Catholic church if you are no longer a member? Example: Doing scripture reading, kneeling when everyone kneels. Okay, great. This is uh, a question about um, participating in ceremonies of other right. churches. Uh, I'm sure, of course, a Catholic church or maybe any other church. Right. Uh, is it mass, scripture reading, or... Right. This one, it said uh, mass, uh, example, scripture okay. reading, kneeling when everyone kneels. Uh, so pretty much, yeah, is it a sin to participate in funeral mass or cer- okay. ceremony in the in whatever church? You know, sure, sure. Well, that would, that would really depend on a few things. One is uh, one is really one. The main thing is really where you are uh, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you want to honor God and please God and everything that you do, then you want to you want to do that. Right. Of course, then you have certain functions that will take place in other churches. Right. Some would be, let's say, a funeral or right. a wedding. And if you, in good conscience, can be faithful to your God right. and attend them, you know, to be there for your friends and right. your neighbors. Right. Uh, then that would be that would be fine. Right. You know, that would definitely be okay. However, if you find yourself maybe real, sensing that this is kind of a problem, right. then 
uh, it's it would be better, of course, then to, right. to to stay away. It's kind of hard to give a, a direct yes or no answer. Go ahead. Uh, one one thing I think of is the First um, Corinthians, I believe, eight, where uh, it talks about food offered to idols. Yes, exactly. Uh, where you know you had it where some of the early Corinthians, because they were still living in a little bit of their lifestyle, they they were questioning and asking, "Hey, uh, is it wrong to?" eat of the food that was coming from the market or the yes. food that they knew was being sacrificed from idol. idols yes. and 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 so that's when uh, the advice was given and said that you know for the those that were kind of uh, strong you don't want to be a stumbling block for the weaker exactly. Christian, right so exactly. so for I'll, I'll give an example for me personally where I mean if I was to go like let's say uh, there was a, a family member who had died whether in in, a, in Catholic Church or anything like that and they I mean, I personally would not be kneeling down, mm -hmm. you know, to marry or doing the rosary, but I would be there to show my of course. love for the whatever, right? And it is where, for me, I, I wouldn't follow it because, it, it, you know, that's where I w I'm not, I, I'm, I don't, it's the same way if someone was to come to our church, mm -hmm. uh, whether we're kneeling or I'm not going to expect them to do it. Like, oh, you yes, know, of course. I would want them to, wherever they are, however it is that they will worship God, you know, closely. Exactly. And so it is where, if kneeling in prayer helps you to get closer to God, then go for it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, but like if, if it's where, again, it goes back to like for me, when I, I if I was to go and, and with with uh, Mary there, I personally would not, yeah. like that's just me personally, right? Of and course. so, but again, it, 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 it is where if someone came and said, hey, Ryland, uh, can you, I don't know, it, it, it's a very delicate topic, but it is where. It is, yes. And, and it, it kind of goes back to what you said. When you go back to Corinthians, the, the issue with the Corinthians was the food that was offered to idols, right. and uh, some, you know, the, the the Christians thought, well, well, it's it's nothing, right? You know, it's just just food, and, and it really was true. It was right. literally just food, but for the sake of the for the sake of their brother, Paul actually right. counsels them that if it became an issue, that if if you were eating with somebody, right. and somebody said, "Don't eat that," that's food offered to idols. Right. Instead of making it something to contest with or you know right. become a, a debate. Just say, oh, okay, thank you for letting me right, know. Exactly. And then you just don't eat it. And you're not doing it because you believe in what he believes in, right. but you're doing it for his own conscious right, sake. Right, exactly. You're just being thoughtful. And, you know, an example that at least I could find, uh, aside from the one in um, in Corinthians, would be the one regarding the story of Naaman. Mm. Naaman was a general for the Syrian army. and um, Second Kings. Uh, yes, yeah, Second Kings chapter 5. And he had become leprous, and he had become, um, you know, he had, of course, uh, been exposed to leprosy, and now he had leprosy, and and so he had, of course, gone to seek help from Elisha. And so in Second Kings chapter 5, verse, uh, let me see, 18, so he's been cleansed in the water, you know, dipped in the, water, uh, dipped in the Jordan seven times. He's come out cleansed. And remember, he is a heathen, heathen person. Yeah. Uh, but now as he is cleansed, he has a revelation. He's convinced that the God of Elisha right. is really the only true and living God. In fact, Amen. he says in verse, uh, let me see, uh, verse 15, and he returned to the man of God who was Elisha and, all his, and he and all his company and came and stood before him and he said, behold, now I know that there is no God in all mm -hmm. the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, Take a blessing of thy servant. Right. So he had this conversion experience, and he realized there is no other God Amen. except the, the God of Elisha, the God of Israel. Right. But then we go on to verse 18, and he, he makes an unusual request of Elisha. He says, In this thing the Lord pardon thy servant, 
that when my master goeth into the house of Rimen to worship there, mm-hmm. and he leaneth on my hand, and I bow myself in the house of Rimen, when I bow down myself in the house of Rimen, the Lord pardon thy servant in this thing. Mm. So he's essentially saying, I now believe that there is no God apart from your God. Yep. And now, but however, there's a problem. You know, my master, uh, he's very old and he's aged, and yep. when he, he needs me to help him go into the into the temple, and when he kneels, I'm going to have to help him kneel and kneel mm-hmm. down with him. Mm-hmm. So he's essentially saying, I'm going to kneel down in the temple of Rimen, but I am not... I'm not worshiping right. Rimen. Right. I am simply kneeling in helping of this person, right. but I am not worshiping him. Please forgive me right. of that. And that's why it even says, when I bow down in the temple, may the Lord, and this is going mm-hmm. back to that accepting of the God of Israel exactly. at that time, saying, hey, may the Lord forgive your servant in this thing. Pardon yeah. the uh, so. And, and Elijah says, you know, go ahead and go in peace. Like, right. of course, you know, that's completely fine. That's right. And so when it comes to, let's say, worshiping, uh, no, I shouldn't say worshiping, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. But if there are, are things that, let's say, it's I think the question brought up, right. if it was like, a funeral, right. if it was, um, oh, what is it, if it was something else. Uh, if you And then if you're doing scripture reading, I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with, with uh, scripture reading. Uh, yeah, and it would, if, you're, if you had to kneel, it would yeah. really depend. If right. you, if if there's a kneeling, if you're going to kneel down to an idol, right. uh, then I, you know, the Bible says, of course, don't do that. Right. And so, if you're gonna have to kneel down to, to what you know is not isn't right, right. then of course don't do right. that. Exactly. You know, we would rather obey God uh, than men. Right. But if you can, in good conscience, uh, do that, then I mean, if you can right. uh, attend a funeral or attend uh, something like that and not have to kneel, not have to do right. any of that right. for your own conscience' sake, then that's perfectly fine right. as well. Exactly. Uh, but if you sense that you, it just wouldn't be right, then of course I, right. you know, don't don't go at all. And and the Lord knows our hearts, mm-hmm. right? And so even when you're going through it, and just like similar to what Naaman was saying, hey, you know, Lord, hey, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. Pardon your servant. You know, it it is where I think that's a, a definitely different versus someone who's willfully or doing something like yes, knowing absolutely. with the knowledge, and then they do it against like in a you know like a willful yes. like so so. Again, going back to God is merciful. Like you know, like yeah, nah, please don't think like that excuses. Like you know, mm-hmm. of course there's a line, but we, we, yeah, it is where He knows our hearts. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's un- we're on to our second part of our break, and we'll be right back after our break. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Give us a call on Guam with your Bible question. Six seven one four seven two one 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 in the CNMI six seven zero three two three one 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 three. You can text WhatsApp or signal us six seven one six eight six nine 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 nine. We'll be right back. Every conversation with your teen about rules and boundaries turns into a battle of wills. It's easy to feel like tossing in the towel. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. Teens are known for testing boundaries, but it's possible to handle their moans and rolling eyes in a way that maintains relationship without backing down. 
And one of my favorite ways to do that is with the word nevertheless. Here's how it works. Instead of saying, no, you can't go see that movie, say, sweetheart, I'm aware your friends think it's a great movie and they may be right. Nevertheless, our rule is that we don't watch R-rated movies. So the next time you get pushback from your teen over rules or curfews, try responding with, nevertheless, you'll be amazed how one simple word can turn the tide. Want more help from Mark Gregston? Check out his latest resources online at parentingtodaysteens.org. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. Call right now with your Bible question in Guam, it's 472-1111. In the Sinai, it's 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for the second half of Straight from the Bible. And welcome back to Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Mazik with Pastor Ryland. Hello, hello. We just had a question that came in, and the question, I believe it's from our, our WhatsApp, and it says, uh, who built the pyramids? Well, that's a great question. Mm. Well, I, I'm not a, an Egyptologist or anything at all, <laughs> and I, I'm not exactly sure historically, at least for, as far as the Bible goes, uh, but I would say the Egyptians were really the ones that mm. uh, were wanting the, to really wanted to, to build the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Some people have speculated that it was actually the Israelites mm. uh, who were, of course, worked by the Egyptians in order to build it. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the timeline of uh, of Egyptology, I think there's two or more timelines. I'm not really entirely sure, but there are some theories out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one timeline that seems to fit um, Abraham. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the time when, uh, before Josephus said that, Josephus, the, the Jewish historian, mm-hmm. he said that when Abraham came into uh, to Egypt, uh, you know, he taught them, you know, things like arithmetic right. and things like that. Right. And if you look at the timeline, if you look at the timeline from before Abraham went into Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, the earlier pyramids were not very symmetrical. Right. Right. And then when you look at the timeline of after Abraham went into Egypt, it was after that that all of a sudden right. the pyramids beca- became very symmetrical. <laughs> so is it is it Abraham who taught them how to do that? <laughs> well, some people suggest so, but... Right. Um, yeah, that's that's a great question. So thank nice. you for asking that question. You know, it, it kind of reminds me just a real quick, a little. It reminds me of the Tower of Babel, right? Like, yes. you know, I mean, the whole reason they were trying to build it is it, the they the belief was if you go higher, you're closer to God, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so just thinking about the pyramids, like, I mean, when you look at them now, you're like, wow, they're actually pretty yes, tall, and, yeah. and so just that whole notion of them trying to just be going back to human achievement. They went back yeah. when they're like, oh, look what we've done, and then that makes me think of Nebuchadnezzar yes, about how he yes. was so prideful. Oh, look at all what I've done. And exactly. Then, and then God's like, hey, because of your pride, you know, you're going to, seven years, you, exactly. he, he was, uh, in a way, dethroned quotation of, of from, you know, yeah. and realizing, wow, God, I'm sorry. Like, you know. So, so he learned his lesson. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So another question that comes in real quick is uh, from Joe. Is the decision we make or does it make or give sickness to our body? Okay, great. So this is the question, I, th- I guess, is about uh, where does sickness come from? Is mm-hmm. it kind of from the outside? Is it something that we uh, we cause? Is all sickness caused by mm-hmm. by us, or uh, is it caused by by the outside? Okay, great mm-hmm. question. Well, you have a few places in the Bible that kind of give us a clue as to where sickness comes from. Of course, we have uh, sickness in the world and viruses and, and mm-hmm. diseases and things like that. 
And uh, the Bible tells us the author uh, of some of the sickness that mm-hmm. comes to us. And there's really two places. One, of course, it comes from the presence of sin. It comes mm-hmm. from the enemy, right. of course. That's right. Satan and his sin has uh, really done a lot of 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 things, and really, really, all these things that are happening right. in the world today are really because of sin. Right. And the second uh, one is yes, it really, it really is. Right. Sometimes our fault. Exactly. And uh, it is our fault that we sometimes get sick because of some of the things that That's we right. do. Let's go to the book of John, chapter five. Verse 14, I believe, John 5, 14. And it tells us a story, John chapter 5, verse... John and did you want me to five. go ahead and read that? Uh, yes. Well, actually, let's go to... Yeah, John chapter 5 is a story of the, of the paralytic man, or the invalid, rather, at Bethesda. This is the mm-hmm. man that was paralyzed. Uh, he was invalid. He couldn't move. He couldn't get out. And he wanted to go into the pool to be healed. But every time, of course, the water moved or the water was troubled, mm-hmm. uh, he wouldn't be able to get there. And so Christ simply said to him, rise, take up Amen. thy bed and walk. And he was able to, to walk. He, he got up and he left. Amen. And so when they, he didn't know who he was when he was asked, who is that man that he healed? He said, I don't know. <laughs> and so when you go down then to verse 14, maybe you can read that for us. Sure. Uh, again, from the and now this one is from the New King James Version. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, "See, you have been made well; sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you." Okay, great. So he was uh, an invalid; he was sick, and then now that he's well, Jesus finds him, or he finds Christ, and he says, to, "Jesus says to him, you are made whole.'" Amen. And then he says, "Sin." No more. Mm-hmm. And then that last part, lest a worse thing come on to thee. Mm-hmm. And so what was, uh, if, there, if, this was, if there was something worse that would come, mm-hmm. then that means there must have been something bad right. before the worse. And what was the bad? The bad is that he was crippled. Right. And so Jesus, this obviously this man must have been sick because of something that he had practiced or something that he had done. Right. And Jesus said, you know, don't sin anymore unless an even worse thing come unto you. So here we have an example of a sickness that was caused by uh, by self. Mm -hmm. And then you have another uh, another one of an example of the four men that opened up the roof of the home that Jesus was Mm -hmm. in. And they lowered their friend friend down down so they can be healed of Jesus. And amazingly that when they finally brought him down, Jesus didn't tell him, you know, you are now healed and Mm -hmm. you can walk. He actually says, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Mm-hmm. And so what was his greatest need? It wasn't physical healing. It was right. his sins to be forgiven. That's right. And he may have also brought himself into that situation. That's right. You find another place where uh, you find a woman that was kind of bent or, or uh, what's that word for? Kind of hunched over or yeah. bent for many, many years. And then Jesus said, uh, said to his disciples, uh, this woman that Satan has bound. Right. So Satan had bound her in that condition for many, many years. So she was in that condition not because of, of a sin on her part. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, there was a deformity in her life not because of her, right. but it simply was the effect of, of sin and, of course, Satan. Right. Right. And it wasn't her fault. Right. So we see examples in, in the Bible of sickness coming from two places. One, uh, we caused it ourselves right. and we exactly. did it to ourselves. Right. And uh, number two, it's simply uh, the effect of sin right. and Satan in the world. I know uh, personally when I've asked, uh, when people have asked, you know, for prayer for healing and stuff, uh, you know, it, it's where I've I prayed and I said, you know, Lord, if it's a spiritual aspect, you know, mm-hmm. let it be in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that, you know, Satan depart, that it be you. Who, 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 but if it's 
it, it's a medical thing. If it's something that they need to seek medical, let it be that you give wisdom to the doctor. You know, absolutely. Because it is, it comes back it, whether or not. Again, also the the many times it's our it's a consequence of our decisions. Also, yes. you know, at times yes. where, you know, it's like oh yeah, I've I've eaten uh, just chocolate the whole week and mm-hmm. and uh, you know just drank Mountain Dew. Of course, yeah, I'm gonna feel really Ill. like you know like yes. as an example. But yeah, uh, I, I'm I like what you mentioned about those two aspects yeah. because it really does boil down to those two. Exactly. Yes. So. Exactly does. Thank you, Joe, for for that question. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Joe. Another question that comes in is: Is there any other equal to God besides the Son and Holy Spirit? Is there a being that created God? And I, I kind of like this question because I, I know I've asked this also before. Like, man, yeah. God created all things. Is there a creator of God? You know, how can that be where God was? Like, so that's my No, that's a great question. I'm so glad that uh, the the caller asked that question or the the writer. You know, it's very difficult sometimes for created beings to understand a non-created being. Mm-hmm. It's hard to fathom uh, because everything that we really know and understand is of creation. Right. We know that we began somewhere. We know that everything we hold and see kind of began somewhere. Right. Uh, our phones, our, the microphones we have, our right. books that we have, these all began somewhere. Somebody had put them together. Right. And so sometimes it's hard to comprehend uh, eternity right. and a being who is um, who is eternal. <laughs> right. And that's why, you know, when you look at Moses, when Moses was going on his way to Egypt and uh, he, you know, Moses said to God, you know, they asked, you know, who sent me? Right. You know, what, who do I, what do I say? And God said to him, uh, say that I am that I am yes. has sent me. Yep. And, you know, that, that phrase, I am that I am or Jehovah, that comes from... Uh, that that means the self-existent one. Mm-hmm. He exists on his own self. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need anything or anyone uh, mm-hmm. to create him or to be right. with him or to sustain him in his existence. Right. Uh, we are exactly the, the opposite. Right. We need him <laughs> to actually exist. I look at the book of Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah chapter 44, beginning in verse... Uh, six and it says this Isaiah forty four verse six. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of Hosts. I am the first, and I am the last, mm-hmm. and beside me there is no god. Mm-hmm. So, is there anyone else beside uh, God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. Uh, God says so. There is no one else beside okay. me. That that reminds uh, going. That also goes back to. I am uh, the uh, beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. Exactly. Right? And in Greek, Alpha was the first letter, and uh, you got Omega as the last letter. Yes. In the, so that's where that I am the beginning and end. And exactly. Another, I think we had this conversation before where you, you helped with the illustration about, you know, remembering kids, right? After a certain number for us, it gets all fuzzy. Yes. So do you want to tell the viewers? Oh, then? sure. Yes. And so uh, let me see. What did I, oh, yes. Um if let's suppose you you had a, you had children, two mm-hmm. kids, and one went missing, you would you would immediately notice. Right. If you had seven kids, one went missing, yeah, you Start, would immediately yeah, notice. Yeah. But when you keep raising the number fifty, a hundred, two thousand, three hundred, right. and if one goes missing, or even if I ask you to, to can you say their names, right. the mind begins to kind of get blurry, right. and then it becomes very difficult to 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 understand. Right. And then if we asked you why, why right. is that, and then you say, well, there's just too many right and that's actually the wrong answer the answer is not that there's the problem is not that there's too many the problem is your mind Mm -hmm. you're not able to 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 handle or to to uh, to kind of recognize that many people Mm -hmm. 
But with God, he doesn't have that problem. Right. His mind never blurs. Right. And uh, one person to him is, he's That's as clear. intimately acquainted, it's yeah. clear, and he's as intimately acquainted with that person as if there were, as if there are billions yep. and millions other yep. than that. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, he is God. Yeah. And I, I, it's hard to understand because we're so finite. Yeah, and trying to think of an infinite. Like, exactly. You know. That's that's very true. And so sometimes we try to take our our human understanding, right. and we try to understand God with it. Right. Uh, but the, the reality is that's why. The, but the Bible says God says, "My ways are not your ways. Right. My, my thoughts ways are, are my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are <laughs> higher." Amen. And all we can do is say, "Lord, Amen. <laughs> thank you for that, and thank you for being who you are." Amen. Yeah, yeah, and and I, that's what I want to kind of our, our listeners and viewers to kind of remember is that you know it, it that's and it's powerful. Like, I, dude, I can't even remember a thousand. Like, mm-hmm. if I had a thousand kids, oh yeah, for sure. If one went missing, I would definitely be like, I don't even know who's missing. Exactly. I, I just know there's an extra plate on the table. You yeah. know, so, like, but you know, uh, but for God to still be able to so clearly know, like, hey, where's Where's Pastor Masik? Where's Scott? Where's Rylet? You know, exactly. like even you know. So it is truly powerful, and that's why he is God. He is who he is, and uh, yes, there's no one else beside him, mm-hmm. and that's why he. It's amazing, uh, because when once we finally get to be with him in person, we can answer. You can ask him these kinds of questions, <laughs> and I don't know what he will say. He'll well, he'll. I know what he'll say. He'll say so the same thing, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just amazing mm-hmm. that he is. The self-existent one. Nobody created him. Amen. No one else beside him. He is who he is, and he loves us. Amen. One other uh, question is: Is it a sin to be tempted? Is it a sin to be tempted? Well, that's that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the, the answer is uh, no. It is not a sin to be tempted. Right. You look at the book of Hebrews, chapter four. Maybe Riley, you can read that when sure. you get there. Hebrews chapter four. That's one of my favorite verses. Hebrews chapter four. Uh, Hebrews kind of emphasizes uh, the priestly ministry of Jesus, how mm-hmm. Jesus is our high priest. Amen. And uh, Hebrews chapter 4, v- verse 15. Could you read that for us, please? Sure. For we do not have a high priest. Again, this is the New King James Version. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Exactly. So there's the answer. Uh, Jesus was tempted in all points, but without, yet without sin. sin. Amen. So is it a sin to be tempted? Uh, the answer is no. It actually is not a sin whatsoever. Uh, the, the sin is when you give in to the temptation. Yes, that's right. Uh, so the temptation can just try to attract you, mm-hmm. but it's once you finally give in to it, that's when it becomes a problem. Right. I mean, look at when Satan tempted him uh, in the beginning and... and uh, um, after the 40 days, and, and, and Jesus, he said, you know, hey, turn this bread, these stones to exactly. bread. Exactly, yes. I mean, he, that's temptation right there. Yes, exactly. But he didn't, but Jesus did not sin, you know. He didn't fall for it. He didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't fall for it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, the, again, it's that action of what comes out of, will you yield to that temptation? Then exactly. that's when, yes, you are, because, and, and it, there's so many great promises about when we're tempted, right? Like Yes, that indeed. Even, even. God provides a way of an escape. Right? Absolutely. First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one. Yeah. Or is it ten thirteen, ten thirty one? No, ten thirteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look. I look at it, going back to what you had just said. Uh, James chapter one verse two. Mm-hmm. It actually does talk about temptation. But what does the Bible say about temptation? Is it a sin? Well, this is actually what it says. 
It says, My brethren, count it all joy Amen. when yes. you fall into diverse temptations. Yep. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says, No, count it a joyful thing Amen. when you are tempted. And then he says this, knowing, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen. And so you go on to find that, you know, temptation is not a sin. Right. So what exactly is temptation? For the Christian, to, you know, we're going to be faced with temptation right. uh, until the sin thing ends. Right. However, what temptation does or what God is able to do with our faith through temptation mm-hmm. is exercise our faith. Amen. And so temptation, when it does come and the more we reject it right. by the power of God, right. the more we overcome it, the stronger we become. Right. So in a very real way, temptation almost becomes your own personal gym. Yes. And, a, and you get gains. You right. become stronger and stronger right. every time you overcome. Right. I mean, uh, there's also the verse about uh, who you yield yourself to, whether to be uh, slaves of exactly. to obedience or slaves exactly. to, you know, to sin. And, and it is, again, it's that, like what you said, that gym working out where, you know, Sure, maybe you're struggling with this. That that's your temptation. Of course, if you yield to it, you're not making any resistance to it. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's like, oh man, why why can't? I? But if uh, again, being who you present yourself to, slaves too, right? Like, yes. but if you're resisting, like, I know that's bad for me. I know that's putting a rift between me and God. I know that's causing a really, and I need it. Lord, help me. And, and as you rely on it, then you're able. To, all of a sudden, you look back. You're like, whoa, I'm not even struggling with that anymore. Exactly. You know? And and God does present these things. So that we are to rely on him, you know. Absolutely. Um, if uh, one illustration I'll, I'll share real quick is if we, when I was in uh, Marshall Islands and I was a, a Bible teacher chaplain, you know, helping out. It's raining and I'm there and I'm. We just finished school and I'm kind of looking and I see this little boy, these two boys, and it's raining and the water is falling down, you know, uh, from the roof and it, it's causing kind of like you know on the funnel and and you see these boys they're just kind of putting their feet in, you know, at first they're just hand in, you know, their foot in, and little by little all of a sudden yeah. they're just showering in that yep, water exactly. and and that's how sin is, you mm-hmm. know, little by we think we, we oh I I can resist it's not too bad I can't but instead of submitting to God and fleeing from and resist the devil, right? Many times we're like, oh, I can still handle it. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not in that, that point of no return. Uh, where, and we, we keep playing with it and then we end up falling. Falling it. into it, exactly. And, and so it's, it's, it's kind of like going over the edge to see how far you can go right. and, uh, because it's tempting right. and then you end up falling. Right. And what may be a temptation for someone is it may not be for another person, mm-hmm. right? Someone may struggle with the temptation of money Whereas someone else, for others, it may be lust or something exactly. else, you know, and, and and that's where it is, and that's why it's so important that we cling to Christ, you know. It, it, it's because he, again, going back to Hebrews, where he, we do have a high priest who, mm-hmm. who truly understands all that we've been through and in all ways was tempted, absolutely, yet did not sin, and so absolutely, amen. Thank you so much. Okay, we have a few more minutes left. I do want to kind of go back and revisit that. That other question, I feel so impressed. I go back to it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to that question regarding uh, the worshiping, mm-hmm. worshiping, and no, no, I'm sorry, not worshiping. Uh, attending a funeral is it a sin mm-hmm. to attend a, a, a mass or a funeral? Sure. Um, in another in, in another domination, right? If, if I'm no longer a longer practicing member. member. Okay, yeah. great. I, I I feel impressed. I go back to that just to make sure it's very very clear. Mm-hmm. You know we. For for things like this, it's going to really depend on the situation. Right. 
Uh, if you are a Bible-believing Christian and you have discovered certain truths in the Bible, right. then you should be faithful in living out those truths right. by the power of God Amen. as your conscience dictates according to the Scriptures. Right. Uh, if it's specifically for a funeral and you're going, if you're going to be attending a, a church somewhere uh, f- to be at a funeral, right. to be there for your friend, then it's not necessarily an act of worship. You're right. there to comfort your friend. Right. And so I think the questioner also asked, you know, is that a sin if I, sin if I kneel? Right. Or the scripture reading? Yeah. And that's kind of interesting because, you know, I, I did kneel once somewhere mm-hmm. at a church and uh, somebody saw me and they said, you know, how, how come you were kneeling? You're not supposed to kneel because they were kneeling to, to something. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely, I thought we were just kneeling because it was time to pray. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is wonderful. We, I'm kneeling. <laughs> I, and, I, and I wasn't kneeling and I didn't know. I just yeah. honestly didn't know. Right. And so I then became a stumbling block to another person mm. because my my not knowing right. that I was just simply kneeling in prayer mm-hmm. ended up causing somebody else to stumble. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, the, the, the pastor was kneeling. How right, could you be right. kneeling uh, to this thing where you're not supposed to? Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lesson. Mm. And so for me, I, I generally just didn't know. Right. And so what I do then is if, if I, I just, right. I don't kneel then. Right. If that's something that would be a stumbling block or maybe right. I'm not very comfortable with it, right. then I, I wouldn't do it. Right. And like you brought up earlier, if somebody were to come into my congregation right. and one of our churches and they're not comfortable doing certain things, right. uh, that's completely okay. Yeah, that's exactly. perfectly fine. We're not going to look down on them. Right. It's going to be a matter of a person's heart right. toward God. Right. Now, there's a difference between somebody who's simply just going to do it because that's what everybody else is doing. Right. And somebody who is a Christian wanting to be faithful Amen. Uh, before God. Amen. And so that's going to really depend on your personal situation. Uh, I do, when there's a funeral, I personally, I, I go and I visit and I help bring comfort to people. And sometimes mm-hmm. it is in different churches. Right. And I know what I'm there for. Amen. I'm there to be a blessing, to be a minister of hope Amen. and comfort to the people that are grieving. Amen. So it isn't me being there to, to, to necessarily worship. Right, right. I'm simply attending a funeral. However, I also want to say that on the other side, if you think it's a problem for you personally, right. and it's going to be a problem for other people uh, for you to do that, right. then you don't necessarily have to. Right. If that's going to be a problem for right. you, it's hard to give you a straight, straight answer <laughs> right. because it would really depend on the situation. But I hope you learn something from that. Be faithful to the truths that Christ has given to us. And yet at the same time, um, Jesus himself said, uh, be wise as a serpent yes. and harmless as a dove. dove. Yep. You know, Jesus himself, when you look at Christ, when he was at the woman, when he was at the well of Samaria, mm. Uh, he wasn't supposed to. I mean, technically, <laughs> if you look at it culturally, he right. wasn't supposed to be right, there. Exactly. Where are you here in Samaria, and you're right. a Jew, right. and wh- and then when the disciples came and saw him talking to a woman, like, why is he talking to a woman? Right. Well, he was there to bring hope to that woman. Right. Jesus always went out of his way. Exactly. You know, right. Now, and that's and that's what he did. Yeah. Now, there. So you have to be wise and to know right. uh, that you know everybody is a child of God. Right. And so there's some places and some things that you may even be, you know, enter into mm-hmm. that may not always make the most right. sense. Right. And so you have to be wise and you have to be sure you're following God's right. leading. At the same time, there are some things and situations that you should just completely avoid. Right. Right. The Bible says, no, just, just don't. Right. 
And uh, actually, the Bible says, avoid even the appearance of Of evil. evil. Yes. So even if something, you know that it's not wrong, and that isn't wrong in your heart, but it appears bad. Right then just don't do it. Right. I mean, just kind of going off, I know definitely I've heard like where people have said, oh, you know, I, I'm a Christian and I hope that even when I'm at a bar or something, people won't like assume, you know, that they would think that I'm doing a, a Bible study, mm-hmm. or, which, and I've, I've heard that, but it's where, again, going to that appearance of, yeah, sure, like you may be doing a, a legit Bible study at that, but there could be other places. Don't give off that appearance of evil mm-hmm. of, of, you know, I mean, Hey, go to a neutral spot, a mall or a coffee place or something like that if, mm-hmm. if need be. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're avoiding that because some people will look and like, hey, whoa, whoa, Rylan is uh, at, yeah. at a bar. Like, you yes. know, but even though I'm generally doing maybe a Bible study, like, you know, like, so definitely it's that appearance of evil kind of. Exactly. And, and it's <laughs> and it's very, it's, we have to be very careful because it's, it's always a situation by situation. Right. You have the principle of it. Right. And the principle is this. One is that you uh, be mindful that your actions as a Christian right. don't appear evil. Right. Number two, and yet, number two, that you don't be a stumbling block right. to, to others. Mm-hmm. And yet, of course, the main principle is uh, that wherever you go, you know, you're a witness to Christ. Right. And uh, you're respectful, you're kind, and you seek out those who need comfort, and you're there for them. Right. And so you want to live uh, right and please God. Mm-hmm. And be a, a friend to man without ever sacrificing right. a principle, and that can be done. Right. You see that in the life of Daniel, you see that in the life of of Joseph, you see that in the life of of Jesus right. himself. That's a perfect right. example. And so, um, yeah. I want to go back to that question. I feel very impressed to go back sure. to that. It's important that we we be there for people, and um, and yet be faithful Amen. in, in Amen. Uh, what we know to be true. Right. Amen. And we have a few more minutes left. Do we have time for one more question? Uh, let me see. Does the Bible talk about gambling and is gambling a sin? That's mm-hmm. a great question. Uh, uh, the, does the Bible talk about gambling and is gambling a sin? Oh, oh okay. Oh. We're going to have to save that question for next okay. week. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and take that question, save it for next week. But thank you so much for joining us Amen. today. Amen. Uh, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer as we thank the Lord Amen. together. Dear loving Father, we thank you so much for being with us, for leading us and guiding us, and Lord, for inspiring us with your spirit. And oh, Father, may you bless everyone that has heard and that has listened in a very special way. Bless their home and their children and all that they do. May you grant them your spirit, and Lord, may you give them peace in a very special way. Amen. We thank you for hearing us, oh, Father, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Pastor Masik and Pastor Riley. And we want to say good night and God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime at Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them at online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.